You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Hello and welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. Today, we are going to talk about mapping out the betrayal recovery journey. Not only about mapping out the betrayal recovery journey, but the techniques that I'm going to teach you today will help you map out any journey, any journey. This is January, and January is the month that people set New Year's resolutions and If you've listened to my last couple of shows, you will know that I am not a huge fan of resolutions because resolutions set you up to fail, because there's all this hype and there's all this like, oh, everything's going to change and blah, blah, blah. And then only 9% of people keep their resolutions. Part of the reason that I dislike resolutions and part of the reasons that resolutions fail is because people have failed to map out the journey of change. So whether that journey of change is, I want to lose 20 pounds, or I want to get in shape, or I want to quit eating sugar, or whether that journey is, I want to figure out if I'm going to stay married. I want to figure out how to live life on my own. Or I want to figure out if this marriage can be saved, or I want to figure out how to feel good again, how to regain my confidence, how to not feel broken and shattered. It doesn't matter what your journey is. The steps and the process of mapping out that journey in order to really have that change be effective and lasting are the same. Now, There are so many different theories of behavior change. Um, You might know this. I have taught fitness classes since 1988. And one of the things that you have to do when you're teaching fitness classes is you have to take continuing ed credits. It's just like with so many other different things, you need to stay current. And one of the things that I love is theories of change, like theories and models of behavior change. And whenever I get the opportunity, I will take a continuing ed class in changing behavior because it's fascinating to me why there is that gap, why there is that disconnect between what we say we want and then what we really do. And let me tell you, we all have it. Every single one of us will do something like say, I'm not going to drink wine. I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to do whatever it is. And then pretty soon we're doing it. And it's just fascinating. And instead of leaning into the shame or the guilt or the embarrassment around that, what's important is recognizing and realizing that one, change is hard. Two, 
It's hard because most often we don't understand these models of change and how to apply it ourselves. And three, you don't need willpowers of steel. You don't need somebody standing over you with a whip. You don't need all of these different things. You can help yourself create change. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because like I said, it's January. This is the month of change. And leading up to my incredible retreat, I want you to have all the tools and all the skills necessary so that you can make 2023 the year you want it to be. Specifically, I want you to be fully who you are in 2023 and beyond. And like I said last week, the way to do that is by resonating at that frequency. The way to do that is by deciding and determining what is your intention. How do you intend to be in 2023? And then today's class, today we're going to talk about how you map that out. So if you haven't already listened to last week's show, I highly encourage you to do that because it's really a deep dive into intentions and what an intention is and how you set it and how you exude that intention and how you be that intention, even in the face of evidence that is contrary. Now, today is about mapping that journey. So think about a map. Think about a map. It is a physical map, (laughs) a digital map, but it's direction. It's got where you're at right now, your location tag, and it's got a little tag on where you want to be. And then whether it's GPS or it's a paper map, there's different alternate routes to get there. And what's great about like Google Maps is it'll tell you, oh, there's a slowdown here or there's a speed trap there. And you can say, oh, okay, I'll be cautious. I'll slow down here. I will, in flaunt terms, and navigate the negative. Or you will say, ooh, this is a really bad slowdown. And sometimes it'll pop up. Do you want to take an alternate route? And then you can tap yes or no. Or you can set a destination um, that's different to where you want it to go. Like you can say, find the nearest coffee shop and you can take a little detour to a coffee shop or you can add a stop along the way. And then the new map is calculated for you and it tells you where you need to go and what you need to do. We drive like that now. We drive like that all the time. But we don't live our life like that. Why would you give your life less planning than you would given a trip, say, up to the mountains or to a neighboring town? Or even if you're like me, I'll use my GPS even if I know where I'm going, just because I want to be aware of what's ahead. And also, sometimes it's easier not to have to think. It's nice to have that little reminder. You turn right. You get in the left lane. So my question to you is, why would you give less attention to your life, to the meaning of life, 
than you would to a trip to the mall. It all has to do with mapping. So what were the two things that I said earlier? The two things that are most important on a map are your location tag, where you're at, and then where you want to be. Once you figure those two things out, then you can figure out, do I want a detour along the way? Do I want to take the scenic route? Do I want to avoid highways? What is it that I want to do? Last week, we set your intention. That's where you want to be. That's how you want to be. You want to be safe. You want to be calm. You want to be happy. You want to be clear. Whatever it is, that is your intention. So how are you now? You have to get really clear about how you are now. If you want to be safe and you're really feeling unsafe, you need to know that. That's your location tag. If you're sometimes safe and sometimes not safe, that's your location tag. If you're in tears, if you're in denial, if you're in grief, the golden center of flaunt is AU, and it stands for accept unconditionally. And that is finding your location tag and admitting it. Unless you get your location tag right, it's not going to work. Unless you're honest about where you are, it's not going to work. So that's the second thing is working on getting honest about where you're at. And you know, that is one of the big, big, big benefits of coaching or therapy. You have a relationship with somebody who can push back a tiny bit when they sense that you are gaslighting yourself a little bit, when they sense that you're not being really honest with yourself. They'll be able to say things like, hmm, it's really interesting to me that you said you really value whatever it is, family time, deep bonding. Yet, you're just telling me you're willing to not have family time and deep bonding? That's interesting. What changed? And if something didn't change, why are you thinking this decision would make sense for you? Not to be mean, not to like try to trap you and, you know, get you to admit something that's not true or something like that, but just to let you help you become more clear about where you're really at. If you are in a state of grief and you're saying, no, 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 I'm really fine. I'm really happy. I'm really good. It's important to have a coach or a counselor or a trusted person who can say, I see your eyes. I hear the tone of your voice. You are in a state of grief. You're telling me that you're okay, but when I look at you, that's not what I see. I see pain. I see sadness. How can I help? That's accepting unconditionally, and that is figuring out your location tag. Because if you're in denial about something, the relationship, 
If you're like, no, my partner says they're sorry and everything is just going to be totally fine and it's a total Cinderella story and happily ever after and blah, blah, blah. Somebody maybe can just ask some of those questions like, really? Does this really seem true in your heart? Or are you just wanting this to be true in your head? And then when you know where you're at with things, and there's no rush, there is no rush in figuring out where you're at. But once you are really clear about where you're at and where you want to be, then it's time to start mapping the journey. Because we don't just set out in that direction. Because sadly, life is not linear. We don't just say, okay, I figured out that I want to be confident and clear. And I have really figured out that I am feeling insecure, broken, and my thoughts are really muddled. And I'm still having a hard time telling reality. Perfect. You figured those two things out. That is the starting place. But what's your most immediate next step? What is your most immediate next step? So often we want to launch to the ending. We're like, I know, la la la, this is going to work. I'm just going to go do this and I'm going to be confident and clear. And to be able to do that, I need red nail polish and a new condo and no, 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 no. What about all the steps along the way? Otherwise, it's spiritual bypassing. Otherwise, it's false positivity. Otherwise, you're going to prop yourself up and you're going to make all these decisions and you're like, yes, I'm in my power and I'm confident and I'm clear and I've decided to leave him and I've decided to get my own place and I've decided I'm going to do this and da 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 da. And nine months later, the crash is going to hit because you didn't map the journey and you didn't take all the steps along the way that will support you. It's that scaffolding. You leapt to the top without a safety net, without support, without structure. Or you will start taking all these little steps in all the wrong directions. I know. I know what I'm going to do. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get on a dating app. Well, how is the dating app necessarily going to get you from muddled and insecure to confident and clear? How is that dating app going to do that? And then you'll say, "Uh, it's just what I needed to do, but it didn't work. So now what I need to do is I need to lose weight because I feel really not confident in my body. So now it's about weight. And then you'll muck around in the weight loss thing for a while while you're messing around with the dating app. And you'll say, oh my gosh, this is not it. I am not feeling confident and clear. I'm actually feeling more insecure because I haven't dated for years and I don't understand this world. And then you're going to say, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that you've taken two random disconnected steps. Maybe losing weight and getting in shape is a step that you're going to do somewhere along the way. Maybe getting on a dating app and exploring and going on dates is going to be something that you're going to do along the way but they're probably not your most immediate next steps. Your most immediate next steps might be things like being quiet for a while, getting comfortable being alone, 
one of the things that I do a lot in my individual one-on-one coaching is mirror work. I literally have women look in a mirror, lean into the mirror, look into their eyes, say things to themselves. What I see in you is a woman who feels broken, but I see her power and spark underneath. That might be your first step, being comfortable alone, speaking to yourself in the mirror. A first step might be dealing with your parents, your kids, or other relatives who you still are not comfortable being yourself around. It might mean telling your kids, I can't be super mom anymore. I never was super mom. I just killed myself to do that. I did everything for everyone and I sacrificed myself because that was my belief. I believed the good women did this. And you know what? I've been dying inside a little bit every day. I love you and I love doing things for you. And I love this whole motherhood thing, but I need to nourish me. I need a break from the activities. I need adult friends. I need to nourish myself. Those might be some of the steps. It might be telling your parents, thank you for that piece of advice. I will take it under consideration. And I'm also beginning to trust myself. I've spent my whole life listening to other people, taking other people's advice, and it's time that I make my own mistakes and I make my own decisions. And I'm fully aware that I might make mistakes and it's okay. I'm giving myself grace to do that. And I ask that you give me the space and the grace and the compassion to do the same. Thank you. If you need help scripting out a response like that, that's something I can help you with. That's something a counselor can help you with. That's something a really wise friend can help you with. Things like that might be your most immediate next step, not leaping to a dating app, but cleaning up some of these things in your past. Addressing some of your own wounding, some of your own insecurity. That might be your most immediate next step. Reading a book, having a consultation with a lawyer, meeting with a financial planner, educating yourself about finances. I recently did a fantastic show with Barbara Hewson, formerly Barbara Stanny, who has written some incredible financial books for women. And one of the things that she recommends is just reading one small thing every single day about finances. So cumulatively, over time, you become more educated. It might be as simple as like checking out the interest rate or Googling, how does a savings bond work? It might be picking up a book or checking out a website or subscribing to a newsletter. But just doing one small thing every day so you start becoming more educated about finances. That might be your most immediate next step. Not taking out a loan. 
not stressing right now about needing a job or saving for retirement. Breaking it down, map your journey. Map your journey. Take each step along the way. There are no shortcuts. I lie. You know what the shortcut is? There is one shortcut. You can do this all on your own and you can try and you can fail and you can try and you can fail and you can try and then succeed and then maybe try and fail and then succeed and then maybe fail, 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 fail. You can do it on your own. You can read books. You can listen to podcasts. You can do that on your own and eventually you can make your way there. Or you can go further faster by getting help. By reaching out to a counselor, getting a good attorney, hiring a coach, getting yourself support. So people can say, you know what? I see where you are. I see where you want to be. I see the steps that you need to take there. But you're not doing it. Slow down. Speed up. Going back to my fitness example. You know, when I said I've taught fitness classes, I still teach fitness classes. I just love it. It's, it's, my, it's my fun. It's my playground. It's my joy. But one of the things that I say to women often is around push-ups. You've probably seen how people can do the full military style push-up on their toes, arms wide, body in a straight plank, doing a push-up. That's a hard move to do. It takes a ton of strength, core strength, arm strength, chest strength, back strength, all of it. So you can modify it. How do you modify it? By dropping down to your knees, by changing your hand position a little bit. You can even start learning how to do a push-up by doing a push-up on a wall and just stepping back and pushing up against the wall until you start building some strength and some flexibility. So you can start on the wall. Then maybe you can do like a desk or a chair. Then you can drop to the floor into your knees. And then the last step is doing a full push-up. There's progressions. There's modifications. And there's also being lazy. Something I say to my women in class sometimes is, How many years have you been doing a push-up on your knees? How many years have you maxed out at 20 push-ups on your knees? Are you happy? Is that everything that you wanted? Or do you want to get better? Do you want to get stronger? Because if your whole goal is to do the same thing and never change anything, perfect. You're in the right spot doing the right thing. But if your goal is, no, I do want to build strength. Every year I want to become a little stronger. Every year I want to be a little more fit. Then you've got to do something different. And that's why coaching or counseling or whatever it is helps you go further faster. Because somebody is there saying, you know what? You've been on your knees for 10 years now. We need to push you a little harder. Let's do 30 push-ups now. Let's do... 29 push-ups on your knees and one push-up on your toes. Then next week, let's do 28 push-ups on your knees and two push-ups on your toes. So it goes both ways. But that's what mapping the journey is all about. 
And just like fitness, you have to push yourself into a place of a little bit of discomfort in order to grow and change. For muscles to build, to get stronger, you literally tear muscle fiber. You break down the muscle in order to build it up. If you want to increase your cardiovascular endurance, you need to push yourself. You need to increase the speed, the duration, the intensity. You need to do something. You need to place a load, a demand on your heart in order for it to get better and for you to have more cardiovascular endurance. You need to place a greater load on the muscles if you want to get stronger. That's mapping out the journey. How much do I want to lift? How much do I want to weigh? How much do I want my body fat? Break it down, map it out, and then do it. Have somebody that will help you be accountable so you're not lazy and giving up too much. And have someone who will also say, "Mm, that is too much. You're going to get hurt. You can't go from doing a bicep curl with a 10-pound weight to a 30-pound weight overnight. You're going to get hurt. And then if you're hurt, you have to quit working out and you have to give yourself all this time to heal. And then when you come back, you're going to be back at the beginning. You're going to be back at a five pound weight and you're going to make the journey longer and harder. And that's what coaching is about. That's what counseling is about. That's what mapping is about. What are the steps that you need to do to get you there? What is that first most immediate next step? Then what builds on that? And then what builds on that? And then what builds on that? And if you don't know, who can you ask? How can you find out the information? What I want you to do right here, right now, in mapping your journey, is I want you to think about this year. Just because a year is a good time. January, you're setting your intentions. Intentions. You're figuring out, how do I want to feel? How do I want to be? Give yourself about a month. Try on, yay, this is how I feel, feeling joyful. This is how I feel, feeling calm. This is how I feel, feeling flirty. Try the different things out and see how you want to feel. Then in February, ideally, you're going to come to my retreat. And together, we're going to get really clear on that intention. I'm going to show you how to use the chakras and you're going to start moving in different ways that will stir up that energy, that will literally generate confident energy or safe energy or joy-filled energy, whatever it is. I will show you how to move your body so you will emanate and push that energy from you. Then we're going to talk about What are those next steps? And using the entire cycle of this season to create that. So you'll have that vision of yourself. We're going to do some movement. We're going to play with the concepts of burlesque. No actual stripping, just playing with the concepts of burlesque. What do I want to take off? I want to take off my heartbreak. I want to take off martyrdom. I want to stop explaining myself. I want to stop fighting for my rights. I want to stop putting everybody else first. Those are the things that we take off. So what are we going to put on? What are we going to expose? And then we're going to break down the seasons 
and figure out how you're going to get there. So that's February. Then we've got March. March, at least in Colorado, is a tricky month. It can either be snowy and blizzardy, or it can be really sunny. Which is frustrating, but it's also what I love about March and this process. Once you commit, once you figure out what you want to be and how you want to do it, and you're like, yes, I'm committed to this mapping thing, Laura, tell me more about mapping. The first thing that happens without fail is utter chaos. Because you've probably never done this before like this. And your mind freaks out a little bit. Because it's real change is finally happening. Because this is it in your subconscious know, your mind knows it, your mind knows it. So the very first thing that happens is you throw up resistance subconsciously to yourself and you go, I don't know, this is so good. This is so bad. I am amazing. I'm awful. This coaching really works. It's incredible. Oh my God, this is the stupidest waste of money ever. You will bounce back and forth because your subconscious mind knows real change is happening. Did you know that? The mind perceives all change, even good change, as a threat. The primary job of the brain, of the nervous system, of the body is to keep us alive. And as long as we're alive, we're in the state of status quo and the mind says, this is good. I'm alive. I'm not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. I am alive and I am safe, so this is good. And I'm going to do everything within my power to keep us here. When I was practicing law, way, 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 way back in the beginning, when I was doing the divorce stuff, I learned a statistic. And I'm not sure if it's still totally the exact same as it was back then, but my guess is it's pretty close. They said, on average, a woman who is being abused by her domestic partner. And I don't mean emotional abuse. I mean hardcore physical abuse, sending her to the hospital type of abuse. She will leave her abuser seven times and return. Seven times. Because the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. Because somewhere in the depths of her subconscious mind, her brain will say, you know what? You survived. Yeah, you ended up in the hospital. Yep, you've got stitches and a black eye. Yep, you've got a concussion. But you know what? You survived. And we did it before and we can do it again. And I don't know if we can survive without him. I don't know if we can survive somewhere else. That's that unsaid thing that's coming up. I don't know. And people will tell women, you don't deserve this. And they'll say, I know it. And they'll say, you're going to be safer somewhere else. And they'll think, I know it. And they're saying, there's finance, financial resources. You can get a job where you can help. You've got this, that, and the other thing. And women will say, I know it. And in their minds, they know it. But somewhere in their subconscious, the mind is saying, mm, you don't know it. You might die. You might not be safe. You better stay. You know you can handle this. You've got his number. You know how to manage his temper. You know how to manage his drinking. You know how to manage whatever it is. 
and you'll do better next time. So that's why when I say we're mapping this through the month, the different months, January, we're setting the intention, February, we're really moving into it and getting clear on the mapping. March, we're taking those first, most immediate next steps and your brain goes haywire. Oh my God, it's a blizzard. Ooh, it's sunshine. Ooh, it's snow. No, it's sun. It's, it's stormy weather because your mind is being upended because it's saying, yep, things really are changing this time and I don't know if I'm safe. But what I want to say to you is, yes, you are safe. You know you're safe. I will help remind you that you're safe. You are safe. What comes after March? April. Spring. The beginning of quarter two. Spring is wonderful because it's the season of planting. It's the season of planting your intentions, planting your most immediate next step, planting this map. And that's what we're also going to be going through at the retreat. And even if you can't get there, these are the things that I want you to do. I want you to think about everything that you want as a seed, a seed of potential. I potentially want another relationship. I potentially want to fix this relationship. I potentially want to feel good about myself. I potentially want, there are seeds, just like a map. When you put a seed in the ground, what do you need to do? You need to water it. You need to give it sunshine. Then you need to leave it alone. Then when little seedlings come up, you need to nurture them with more water and sunshine. And maybe you need to pull weeds up around it. And maybe you need to get one of those little metal things to protect it from predators or whatever it is. You need to nurture that little seedling. Keep it warm. Maybe grow it inside for a while before you take it out into the big bad world. That's what you will be doing this spring. April, May, and June will be your nurturing months. You will have taken these seeds. You will have planted them. We will have taken that most immediate next step by planting. We'll figure out what planting means to you. Like I said, it could be getting an appointment at a law office, pulling your finances together, reading some books, setting therapy appointments, brushing up on some of your skills, writing a resume. We'll figure it out. And in the spring, that April, May, and June, you'll be planting those intentions and taking all of those first steps. Then we have July, August, and September, summer season. What are the steps that you would take then? What are the steps that you will have taken once these seedlings start to sprout? Some might die. Some might not make it. Some you might think, I don't really want those anymore. This isn't what I thought it would be. Instead, I want... And you might have to go back and replant something else. But summer is the time of seeing what's coming up, seeing what's sprouting, enjoying it. 
seeing the reward of your labors. Summer is where you get the confidence because you'll say, you know what? I did it. It was that stormy March, end of winter. Everything was haywire. I really dug deep. I mapped it out. I have these seedlings. I have the intentions. I figured out my most immediate next steps and I took them. And from those steps, I saw what the next step was and the next and the next. And now I'm getting some results. And now I can evaluate if I like those results or if I don't like those results. And here's another place where people sometimes get tripped up. They'll say, I didn't like these results. This isn't what I wanted. I'm such a failure. No, 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 no. This is information. All of life is an experiment. Unless you experiment and unless you try, you're not going to know. There's so many different things out there that look one way, but maybe don't work perfectly the way you think they should for you. Experiment. It's not a right, wrong thing. It's not a failure. It's an experiment. Did this work for me? Did I like it? Sometimes people will say things like, I started going to church again because I thought it would really help and then it didn't, so I quit. Okay. Really good experiment. I'm really glad you tried it. Now let's analyze. Why didn't it work? What does work mean anyway? Was it the congregation? Was it the pastor or the minister? Was it the drive? Were you expecting something from it that it couldn't give you? What did you want it to give you? Did you want community from it? Let's analyze and figure that out. Did you separate from your spouse and now you're feeling wistful? Did you stay together and now you're having second thoughts? Let's evaluate. That's part of the map. Part of the map is pausing and evaluating. First things are, what are my most immediate next steps and the next few steps? Now it's time to pause. Summer is that pausing season. Those are three months that I want you to start pausing and evaluating. Yes, this worked. No, this didn't work. I think I can try a new church. I don't know. I'm going to get a different counselor. This counselor just doesn't seem to be meeting my needs. Wow. I thought my husband was remorseful and was really showing up in a strong, powerful way. But suddenly, we're back to the same old habits. And I am so not going there. And now I don't know what to do because I thought reconciliation was going to be the thing. And now I'm thinking, he's just totally lying. And I can't do it. And now I have to look at divorce. Do you need to deal with some of your own emotions? What do you need to replant now? And that's what those next few months are about. Then comes the fall, October, November, December, roughly. This is the map. What is coming up next? What's coming up next is you figured out where you were. You figured out how you wanted to be. You learned how to be that. You learned how to vibrate and emanate and project 
You learned how to be that emotion. You planted seeds. You took those next steps. You mapped the journey. You reevaluated. You looked. You discerned. Discernment is one of my favorite words because it's so powerful. And now you can celebrate the success and you can figure out the new steps. Or you can go back to the beginning and be like, okay, these things we're going forward on, these things I'm going back on, and we're redoing it. That's where things fall away in the fall. What falls away? What was really fruitful? What was really helping me with clarity? Reading really worked. Bible study really worked. Having a monthly coaching session or a weekly group with Al-Anon or something like that, that really helped. I'm going to keep it. But these other things didn't. They need to fall away. I tried, and now I need to let go. One thing that I hear so much, so much, is how much do I try? I can't walk away without trying. I can't do this without trying. I'll always regret if I don't try. Yes, you're right. Try. If it's, if it's in you to try, then try. But you also have to know when is that natural letting go place? When do you say, yep, I tried and we're done versus, well, I tried this and I tried this. And 10 years later, you're still trying things. I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to be a good wife. I'm trying. Really? That's a wasted life. The whole Star Wars don't try do (laughs) with Yoda telling Luke Skywalker he needed to raise, was it the Millennium Falcon out of the swamp? And Luke says, I'll try. And Yoda says, don't try. Do. And that's what the fall season is about. That's what these next three months are about. It's about figuring out, yeah, I did try. And now I'm done. I'm doing something different. I tried to save this marriage. And now I'm done. Or I tried to walk away. And now I still think there's something there and I need to go back. Or I tried whatever it was, working with this therapist. I tried working at this church. I tried reading books and doing podcasts. I tried all these things and it didn't get me where I wanted to go. So now I'm letting it go. And that's a really difficult place to be. And here's why. I had my business coach tell me this once, and I've heard it in other places as well, but it's so powerful. The root word of decide is side. Side means to cut off, to put to death. Suicide, decide, that root word side is to terminate. Because instead of two paths, you cut yourself down to one. Instead of three paths, you cut yourself down to one. Instead of 10, you cut yourself down to five. It's that letting go. It's the deciding. And that's what those next three months are about. Taking an honest look at your life. Having those come to Jesus meetings with yourself, with your coach, with your counselor, with your friend, with your partner. 
hey, you and I both know this is not working the way we thought it was going to work. I tried this, and now I'm not trying anymore because I know. Something that's really powerful, and I just want to insert this right here, is we gaslight ourselves a lot. We want to live up to an image. We want to live up to the idea of who we are and what our lives are like. And sometimes it feels like it's so much harder to be honest than it really is. When in reality, when we can just sit down with our partner, with ourselves, and be like, you know what? Here's the truth. If a T and flaunt is trusting in your truth, but you can't trust in your truth until you speak your truth. The fall is where you decide, where you get radically honest, and you say, I'm happy to stay together for the kids, for example. But I'm not happy being in a partnership with you. I need more of a roommate type situation. I don't need animosity and anger. I'm fine with you actually even dating. Just don't bring anybody home. And even though I'm not interested in dating at this moment, I am opening myself up to friendship and connection. That's just all by way of example. It's clear. It might mean saying something like, the personal growth that I have had has really made me see that for years, I feel like I've been dying inside and I haven't known why. And I really want and deserve to set myself free. And I'm sorry, and it makes me sad because I know that might be something that you're not expecting. But here's how I need to navigate that. And here's what I want to do. And let's have a conversation around that. It might mean just lying in bed at night and talking to yourself and saying, you know, you're pretending. You know, you're faking this and that's okay. I love you, I accept you, and we'll get through this together. But that's the next step in the journey, is cutting off. You figure out where you are, you figure out where you want to be, you set that intention, you figure out those first immediate next steps, then you reevaluate what works, what doesn't work, how do I want to go back, and then you decide and you cut some things off. And then... You spend some more time the next couple of months just being in that place, being okay and not doing. Part of mapping the journey is not doing. Part of mapping the journey is stopping for gas, stopping for food, pulling over and enjoying the view, pulling out in a scenic outlook. That's part of the journey. That's part of the road trip. And after you've done all of this work, it's really important to give yourself the next three months, the winter, some time to just chill. And as you are chilling, as you are reevaluating, that's where you grow into that next 
intention. That's where you let the next year start to blossom. When I look back over my intentions, over my maps for the last few years, I can see how I would intend to get clear on my business, on my personal life, how I would intend to know myself, how I would intend to heal. And I can tell you, okay, here is what I broke down from my most immediate steps, and this is how I did them. I've got the map. I've got it because I've done it. Then I can say, this is what didn't work. Not going to do that again. Now, in all honesty, let me just be honest for a moment. There were several things that didn't work, and I'd think, let me try it again. And it wouldn't work again. And I'd think, let me try that again. And it wouldn't work. And then I'd have somebody be like, Laura, are you serious? Why do you think it's going to work this time? Which is that help of somebody calling you out. But looking back over it, I can see the steps. And once you go through this full year cycle once, it's so much easier to replicate because you're like, yeah, I know how it works. I know I'm not going to die deciding something. I know how to use discernment. I know how to map the journey. A couple of final thoughts here. When you're mapping the journey, what I want you to do is find one of your favorite songs, a current pop song, a country song, whatever it is. Just find a song. And I want you to Google the lyrics. And I want you to look at the lyrics. And I want you to play the lyrics or play the song as you're listening to the lyrics to make sure all the lyrics are there, all the choruses, all the verses, all the stanzas. And I want you to see the structure of the songs. Because pretty much all songs have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, music break. <laughs> Chorus, chorus. There's a structure in so many songs and they repeat. The chorus always repeats. There's always a music break. And there's always maybe three different verses that move the story along. When you see a song mapped, it also becomes so much easier to map your own life because you're like, oh, it starts with a little story. It's a little blurb. Then it goes into the chorus. That's something that's comfortable for you. The chorus is something that you've done time and time and time again. Then you move the story ahead again with verse two. Then you relax. You're back in the chorus. Then maybe you have a musical interlude and you chill. <sighs> then maybe you come around to the third verse that brings the story to conclusion. And then maybe you go back into the chorus so everybody can have that resolution. It's not linear. It's not that line graphed from the lower left to the upper right. That's not how it works. It's circular. It repeats. Chorus, verse, musical interlude. And that is my big concluding thought that I want to leave you with, is when you're mapping your journey, think about it in a nonlinear fa fashion. Think about it in chorus, verse, and musical interlude. Now, the way I am wrapping this show is so delicious, <laughs> considering what we're talking about. As you probably know, for the last two weeks, I have talked about my Fall Back in Love with You retreat. Well, let me tell you, last week I changed my mind. 
last week I changed my mind. It is not going to be called a fall in love with you retreat. Oh, no, 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 no. It has been called the revenge life retreat and photo shoot. Dun, dun, dun. Why, you ask? I decided. I decided. I started thinking about my journey and mapping the journey and how I've manifested such amazing things in my life and how the people that I've worked with have manifested amazing things in their life. And I thought, here's the deal. When we get betrayed, we want, we want to show them. We want a revenge life body. We want a revenge relationship. If we get betrayed at work, we want a revenge new job. But I thought, basically, I wanted a revenge life. I didn't just want one thing. I wanted it all. I wanted me better. I wanted the relationship better. I wanted everything better. And I thought, that is the energy that we're bringing into 2023. That is the energy that I want to create and teach and hold space for you in this retreat. I want you to get that perfect revenge life so you can be like strutting your stuff going forward like, yeah, thank you for bringing me this quote unquote gift of betrayal because look at me now. I am soaring and I am powerful and I am strong. So I decided to change the name of my retreat and I did. And I decided to up my ante and to make this even stronger than I had originally planned, so I did. And I even decided to give you a hundred whole dollars off if you register before January 31st. So if you register before January 31st, it is only $3.97. And you still get everything, including a professional photo shoot and hot seat one-on-one coaching with me. And an entire day of this deep, delicious, incredible work. And because I can decide and change because I can reevaluate and I know my most immediate next steps, I even created a new landing page. Ha ha. Go to www.flauntstudios. Flaunt Studios with an S, F-L-A-U-N-T. S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot com. You can get all the information and most importantly, you can sign up so you can get your $100 off right now and you can be right here, ready to go in 2023. So get to mapping. Next week, we're going to talk about costuming and props. We're going to talk about what you need along your mapping journey. So tune in next week, and until then, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are, because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to flaunt, find your sparkle, and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com. 